So when I drive here, we leave at like 12. I'm driving and I'm just, I can't see anything. Eric, don't t- Eric drives 45 miles an hour and even on the interstate. Well, not on the interstate. I drive 50 on the interstate. <laughs> Push the limits. Welcome back to The Couch. I'm Noah Ward, joined by my two co-hosts, Eric Hodges and Ethan Love. Um, we took a little break, enjoyed some of our summer. I worked a little bit. I think Ethan did the same. Eric, you were just chilling, dog. I chilled most of the time. You just chilled at the house. But we're happy to be back recording again. Um, we're really starting to get ready to go back to VSU and get set up down there. Um, so this is one of the last episodes at our temporary setup. And hopefully the quality and frequency of our episodes will improve in the near future. But, Continue. but in current news, a lot of things have happened recently. Let's, uh, let's, uh, <clears throat> can we talk about why we didn't have a podcast to begin with? For like two... Yeah, I'll tell you why we didn't have a podcast. Coronavirus! <laughs> <laughs> no, um, for the viewers that don't know, my mom is actually battling Hodgkin's lymphoma right now, and it is super high risk for um, COVID-19. And as the numbers increased and cases started hitting closer to home, I chose to quarantine myself for two to three weeks just to slow that risk and um, lower the risk, I guess would be a better term, as to not spread it to my mom or my sister or my dad, who are all in some sort of way immunosuppressed would be a good term. Yeah. So that's why... That's why we didn't do it. Uh, we did have plans to do a podcast over Discord, but just schedules interfered, yeah. and we just couldn't find time. I decided I was going to go on vacation. And yeah. yeah. We both went on vacation at the same time. Yeah. So. Or was it at the same time, or did I go? I got back, then you went. Yeah, is, is that. I quarantined for a week, and then you went on vacation, and then on the you week. went on vacation yeah. again. <laughs> so it just kind of... It, it, they all sat on top of each other, and we just couldn't find time to film. I mean, or record, I guess, would be a better term. But we back. We are back. We are back in the studio, have to be recording again. A lot of things have happened. A lot of things have happened. Eric graduated officially. Official, finally. Into the real world. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Finally. We're getting ready to go back to VSU. But. Finally. Can I say that again? <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. Finally. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I love Dublin, but it's so small, there's nothing to do. I can't wait to get back to Valdosta. Really, focus on my goals and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love. I mean, I love Dublin too. I, in the past, I've I know I've said I've hated it. Right. I've probably disrespected it, and in, uh, in my head, a couple we all, times. We all have at some point. Yeah, and but it's one of those things that the other day, you know, I was thinking like, you know, Dublin's a small town, and you know, you could become. You could be you could not necessarily be stuck here, but you changing your mindset and say like you could grow here. And just be here, be influential in the community and everything. But like you know, it's good to grow here and then grow outside of the place. Like learn here and take yeah, the knowledge. Because I, I mean, I work with some big people, um, like big, Why like big, <laughs> big community <laughs> type people that you know do a lot of big things and and they're influential in the community and you know. I could say like, I I could stay here and like continue working for them and do some like pretty cool things, but um, I know that's not what I want to do. But also, I'm thankful that they respect me and they like the stuff that I do for them. So 
it's one of those things I, I was like, man, I, I've kind of disrespected Dublin a little bit, but like, it's also helped me at the same time. You gotta take, you gotta take that and just. We wouldn't be who we are without it, right? Right. I think there's just a lack of variety, like variety here. Like if you're doing photography, there's only so many things you can yeah. do here in Dublin. Oh yeah, it's very limited. But but, but like, also, I mean, you can have all kinds of people asking you to do stuff for this or that. Mm-hmm. Or traveling, you're yeah. closer to more hubs. I mean, you're the same distance from Orlando as you are to Atlanta down there. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's just nice to, you know, like Tampa. talking to someone, <laughs> talking to someone and saying that you did work for, you know, a former chair. Former, former like councilman and former senate representative and former or not former but the mayor of the of Dublin you know that's kind of it's kind of big and uh, right. that helps you, you know, continue what you want to do and just grow outside of it you know you don't have to be stuck here good way to learn you gotta change your mindset on things basically what I've been well if it, if it weren't for Dublin I would have never gotten a role in that movie exactly exactly I mean, there's so many opportunities that have come up just from being here um to be a small town, there's a lot of opportunities to be be bigger it's not than your surroundings. A, it's definitely not a bad town, but it's a bad town for us. Yeah. For what right. we're if we trying stay, to do. If we stay too long, it would be terrible for us. Right. For the career paths we're trying to choose, Dublin is not the right place. Oh, yeah. I agree. Well, well in, less sophisticated, <laughs> in less sophisticated subjects, yeah, we'll, we'll logic... Get, we'll get back sophisticated in a couple of minutes. Logic released his... No pressure. Retirement album recently. Man, I hate hearing that. It makes me so sad. Wait, wait, wait. That's his last album? That's his last album. Oh, you didn't hear? I didn't know that. <laughs> he put on, on his social media that this was it. Maybe can tell you more. He's a, he's he's a fan mo- of He's moving to Montana. He said he wants to fish. He wants to shoot guns. He wants to spend time with his son. But isn't he... I mean, but he's still producing the movie and everything, right? Oh, he's... Well, he's still doing all that. He's writing two books. He's got two movies. He has a, a comic book he's writing. He's doing a cartoon, all kinds of stuff. Is it about himself or is it about no, different it, things? Well, he is writing an autobiography, but that's another thing. Like, is the movie about himself or is he writing something different? No, I'm hoping the movie is about the book he released, the supermarket, supermarket book. Because yeah. that, that book was very good. Yeah, what, was the, what was the book about? I never read it. Well, I can't really give too much away because it's kind of like a, you don't expect it. It's it's kind of, it's a very laid back book. Like, he talks like we're talking right now. There's I was telling Noah the other day, stuff I hate, or I think I was telling Noah, I hate in books, like big books, they're always like talking very proper and they're having characters that's like from the, you know, the lowest parts of the town barely can live, they're eating rocks and stuff and then they're talking <laughs> in a very formal way. That just doesn't, that's not right. That's yeah. very weird. Eating rocks. Eating, I mean sometimes, but in Logic and Supermarket, he's writing about a character that is a real character. So he's talking like the character would talk mm-hmm. and it, that's just... The main point, that's the main selling point for me. Gotcha. It's, it's written like a person talking to you. Right. Um, but I can't go into detail about what the book's about because it's just too, it's just out there. Dang, now, I got, now i got to read this book. Yeah, well, I suck at I'm reading books. Kind of I, I am too. I really want to give it to y'all so y'all can read it and then we can talk about it. Like, right. If y'all look behind me, uh, with people that listen and can't hear this, I have one book, then I have one, two, three, four, I have five books that That's a new record I need to read <laughs> I've only ever heard four He struggled a little bit This one I'm I'm reading I never finished American Sniper I have like a few pages left No, right. I, I, I bull crap I was like She's like Bring a book to class Any book you brought to college with you I'm like Is this common? Do people bring books to college? <laughs> I was like Other than ac- 
like another book so I didn't have anything I went into Ethan's I was like Ethan you got a book he was like I got this one I was like that'll do she was like alright tell me a phrase and I randomly flipped to a page and I was like here we go <laughs> <laughs> well, American Sniper was good I didn't. It's, I haven't read it though because it's been in my box it's been in the oh, okay. book. so you have read a little bit of it yeah, dude, I have like I have like 50 pages left okay, I thought you said it's good but you haven't read no, it no, I have like a few pages left man And but it's been in my packing boxes and I haven't had the audacity gotcha. to go back there and pick it back up <laughs> But uh, I started reading this one, which is about a, a journalist in during the uh, ten to twelve year war in uh, Iraq and everything, which is still kind of going on. But it's talking about that. Um, right. But anyway, besides the point. Yeah, I'm not really big into books, but just logic, because it's he's a rapper, of course. He right. writes a lot, and I just I was very curious how that translated to a book, and it translated very well. So I'm excited for his other stuff, even if he is retiring from music. Um, but he did end. In my opinion, on the best note he could have ended up, I don't see him. Really, I I don't think this could have been a better album. I, I, mean, I, I really so agree. Long. It was <laughs> so good, man. I mean, from yeah. from the start, the message behind it, and him just like putting into perspective his goals and where he wants to go with his life, man, it was awesome. How did y'all listen to it? I'm just curious. Before we start off, how did y'all listen to the album? So I was on vacation, right? Which, mind you, I was camping in the mountains. Uh, we go tent camping, national park. Service is kind of crappy in some areas, but actually really good in the park where we camp at, unless you go hiking. So, I was, uh, it was like raining all day, and I was starting to listen to music, and Spotify recommended, it said like new releases or whatever on my thing, and I, and I saw Logic drop something, and I was like, bro, what? So I clicked on it, and I have a Spotify premium, so I clicked on the, I downloaded it, and then clicked on the first thing, like listen to it in order, mm-hmm. all the way down, and, uh, I I enjoyed it like very very much like there's some point that it was a good album there was some things I liked about it for sure is that how you listen to it just from start to finish I listened to it I listened to it in order but I didn't listen to it all in one sitting mm-hmm. I got up for work I put it on on the ride to work which is about a 20 minute drive so I got through about about four songs four or five songs um then I, on my lunch break, I listened to the rest um, of that. Like I got to the last like three, and then I listened to the last three on the way home from work. Yeah, did you listen to it? Um, well, I had I'd been waiting for it for a while, so I knew the night it was coming out, and I was gonna wait till twelve or whatever. I was even gonna watch the live stream where he debuted it, but I got I was too tired, so I went to sleep. I woke up at five a.m. and I also had a Spotify Premium. I got some mm-hmm. had a trial for like six months with something else, but. I, I got on there, downloaded it, and just listened to the whole thing, and it was just very... It, it kind of it blew me away, because I wasn't expecting that from Logic-based stuff. Yeah. Like, the last... Oh, yeah. Last, not that they were bad for me. It's just I wasn't expecting him to be all out. Just go for it. Mm-hmm. It was really good. And the, I liked his transition, because in my opinion, you really... He, he put into perspective his, like, growth from the beginning of his career... To the last more um, produced, like heavier produced records, yeah. And I really enjoyed that because in Dad Bod, in my in my opinion, even though it was talking about his goals after he leaves the rap game and everything, mm-hmm. his tone, the way he delivered his lines, um, the beat, everything about it was very yeah. OG Logic esque. Yeah. Like you, you really, you you had a lot of the incredible true story in this album. You had a lot of um, Bobby Tarantino, a lot of under pressure, a lot of those vibes were given off, mm-hmm. and 
all, almost all of these songs, and I really enjoyed that. But it's like he took the good parts of every album. persona he has yeah. and combined it into one exactly. album. Exactly. It was so good. I think um, I listened to the, I mean, I was listening to it beginning and end, and I, I like the uh, the narrator's like voice during certain parts of the the, uh, dip, like the songs that he was you know in mm -hmm. or whatever. It really, I mean, I liked how it flowed, but also I liked the, uh, um, the girl narration. I think her name's Stalia. Stalia, like, cause she's been in, you know, the other albums before yeah. too, um, like Nicotine or Nikki. Um, Nikki, yeah. Yeah, uh, and some and some other stuff, and I mean, I just like, you know, you don't you don't hear that a lot, so I just like how that's so much different, but it also made it flow too. But my, um, what caught me by surprise, was the. Um, was GP4. Mm -hmm. I was listening to it, and you know, I mean, it was it was slow to begin with, and I was like, oh, this is, okay, like, I was a little unsure about it, and he was like, they're like, man, you gotta slow it down, and like, I know he's had like, some songs where like, it's slow, and it's kind of more vibey, in my opinion, and then he hit those like, first couple lines where, he, where he's like, starts spitting, and I'm like, I was like, oh, crap, I like this, this is, this is good, like, that caught me by surprise, which is, like, Interesting, like I mean, every song was kind of different, you know, and it caught uh, something new caught my what was your, attention every time. What was your uh, favorite song on the album? Um, I think I could boil it down to like a top three. Yeah, same. but I think uh, Dad Dad Bod, um, Amen, mm. and oh gosh, uh, Soul Food Two maybe. Mm. Hit my line is also. It's hard for me. I love every single one of them. I would say, ironically, uh. Growing Pains 4, GP4, is yeah. probably my least favorite, but I was telling JB the other day, I was like, I think it's because it's like a 9, and the rest of the songs are a 10. Yeah. Not that it's a bad song, it's just that, yeah. uh, I don't I don't really like the uh, Andre 3000 on it, the the intro. Mm -hmm. Like, I like him, but I just didn't like how he was at the beginning and end. I feel like it threw it off, but it's still an amazing song. Yeah, I would say Mom would be GP4, um... Dad bod, dark place, and dark place is good. Heard him say, they're all good. I was but, gonna say, but I think dark place would be like second in those four. Like, um, I was just going down the list. Right. I definitely think my favorite, hands down, was heard him say. Yeah. Talking about like all 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 the doubters she had and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know he and, made that beat. Yeah, and I love like you gotta understand. I'm <laughs> I'm a very old soul. Um. So I listened to a lot of music like before our generation, like all the way back 60s, 50s, all the way up going to like the 90s and crap like that, which I don't really consider the 90s classic. I mean, it's still fairly new, even though it's, you know, 30 years ago, classic. but it, it's it's newer still. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like the 80s are probably some of my favorite songs of all time. I love the 80s. I love 80s generation as a whole on um, shows that resemble the 80s, shows in the 80s, yeah. things like that. and. Especially the music. The music's got to be my favorite thing of the 80s. And I love to heard him say that 80s-esque mm -hmm. vibe that it gives off and the beat drops and the logic comes on. I really enjoyed that a lot. Especially the, um, I don't know if it was that song, and I'm, I can't think of it right now um, on the spot, but when they were using the, I like to call it like the raw drums, but it will be more like a raw drum clap kind, mm -hmm. of, kind of feel to like some of the rapping. And like, not a lot of people use use those like sounds, okay? Because it goes back to it. it's, it's a, an older style, I guess. Mm -hmm. Or uh, and so that's what I liked about it. But also, like, 
I also noticed, like, I mean, I texted y'all this, but, like, on Dark Place, the sound, call it, the sound, like, the mm-hmm. instrumental part and all the instru- instrumentals in it sounds like, um, has, like, a John Bellion feel to it. It does. This whole yeah. album kind of has that because you can, the, in, the it's but just I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's, like, he's copying John Bellion. I'm just saying, like, whatever they do, they have, it, they have similar qualities in mm-hmm. each part of their music, and it's good, you know what I'm saying? And uh, did you know Dark Place, I've watched an interview, I heard him talk about this stuff, Dark Place you wasn't, heard him say? I heard him say, heard him say some stuff, <laughs> Dark Place was never supposed to be released, he just wrote it in just a notebook for himself, mm. but then he decided it was, it needed to be on No Pressure, Yeah. which I, I agree, it's like one of the best, and it's just so, it hits you mm-hmm. so hard when he's yeah. talking about how he's searching his own name up just mm-hmm. to see that he's worthless and stuff, Yeah. people are saying that, which he's one of the most yeah. hated Rappers. And, and he's like what he was saying um, being like being 30 and rapping and like, like you say being hated by they were because like, you're white because you're black because I'm like and they are like I want the old you he's like well this is the oldest me I'm 30 yeah. because I was um so like when I started actually listening to Logic I was listening to Bobby Tarantino too that was I listened to that whole album That's a, that was a good album in my opinion and then Dangerous uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind album mm-hmm. came out after that, and I listened to a few songs on there, but then like people showed me y'all and some other people showed me some older stuff, and so I have like I, so I was like listening to his new stuff, and then I like went back to listen to some things, and like like for example like Last Call or um, Under Pressure, both of those like I listened to those a lot, um, and the the part in uh, under pressure when he's talking about his mom and all that whole like scenario I was like I was like I was like man I was eating lunch one day I was listening to it and that, it like clicked and I was like oh my gosh that's terrible like that's like a that, that's hard you know that's a hard life that's a hard mm-hmm. and then to hear him talk about it in the like dark place it just hits like a little bit harder because it's like you know right now what's going on and everything with with him right it's, oh, it's a good album. I agree it was very good of course John Bunyan is my favorite artist of all time, yeah. but this album <laughs> is definitely up there amongst my favorite albums I've ever so, listened to. Moving away from the Logic album real quick, um, unless y'all had something else that y'all really want to say about it. Well, I was going to ask if y'all had any stick out lines from it, any you know bars, anything he said that y'all was like, dang, that's clever. I I liked how uh, not clever, but the A to Z song mm-hmm. where he was like, "Little Bobby, you want to say?" And the I'm assuming that's his son, like for real, like yeah. that's his real yeah. son talking. That's that's pretty dope. But also the way like he was rapping and the um, narrator was uh, you know saying the letters with certain it wasn't like a certain it wasn't like a certain word start off it was just like if there was a certain letter in that word that went with what he was saying and it kind of flowed mm-hmm. um, I thought that was pretty cool but I didn't have any I think the, my favorite line from Dad Bod though is when he says uh, going to Target and see some like paparazzi but I'm just here to get some whatever he's I can't remember exactly what he said but he starts someone getting like uh like white not no not wipes it was the um, just just trying to get some like stuff for like his little body and then the and then the he's like some kid asked for a picture so I scratched my dick <laughs> I thought that was funny he was really uh I, th- I think that was a good part in the song just because he's like everyone always tells him rap Rap how you used to talk about your what's happening to you like currently, but mm-hmm. he's just he's like it's boring now. I don't do anything. I just go and I get cleaning yeah. wipes. 
I don't do anything crazy Wait, though. Which okay, the wife. So when Bobby Tarantino two came out, him and his wife got divorced, right? Right. Did he remarry? Yep. Yeah. He I didn't know that. Yeah, he, th- she's not really a. His wife was kind of famous, you know, not really, but so they were public, but now it's not really public anymore because okay, he's right. with someone that's not. Because he said he said, he mentioned his wife a couple of times, and I was like, he doesn't. Ha- I don't know if he has one or not. Yeah, he's married with the woman he had a kid with. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense now. Me. There was a couple of lines, and of course, I, I said I like heard him say. Um, one that really hit home was, "I'd rather be hated for who I am than love for who I'm not." Mm. That was a really good one, and I think that really sums up everyone. It w- it would be better off just being yourself, even if it doesn't go over well for you, than to be someone you aren't to get false glory because you're playing in everyone else's game. But my favorite line was. Reflecting on my life, I'm Keanu and Parabellum. Uh, that was so clever yeah. and so good. Because John Wick, that's my favorite, like one of my favorite movie series or trilogies or whatever. It's going to be more, but ever. And so that line was just like <laughs> awesome. I was like, oh man. I knew you'd like it when I heard it the first yeah. time. I was like, oh, I was going to love this. It was great. I loved it. I think uh, mine, I have two. Um, the first one, me and you got it, was the uh, yeah. hoping that my crew necks like cotton material. Yes, sir. That one is so, <laughs> it's a classic one. And then my favorite that I, I was just like, okay, that's like impressive. It was uh, reading Nostradamus at 90 degrees, mm-hmm. I know how to turn a prophet with ease. Yeah. That's just because, of course, Nostradamus is a prophet. He's turning a prophet money. Mm-hmm. It's just like, wow. I, I mean, I would have never thought of that. And then the whole... Talk, he's on the bus, he's talking about Rosa Park in the back, mm-hmm. yeah. riding like B Rabbit from Eight Mile. Yeah. Because that was so good. in Eight Mile, Eminem was in the back riding, and then he's like Rosa Park, and it's just so. I, I don't know. That well, whole talking about the bus thing, it was just perfect. There was one line that I caught on. He said, it, laying the track underground like Harriet or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he like the Underground Railroad and Harriet Tubman producing tracks from the Underground like Harriet. Yeah, the, dude, that was the, so the, good. The one so that clever. the one that hit me, um, in in the song hit my line. Mm-hmm. Uh, was in the first like in the first verse where he goes, uh, what? Okay, is, okay. So he said he said, now I ain't saying this. My Jesus walks. I'm just saying, God, I need to talk. Too many kids in the community outlined and talk. Mm-hmm. Scared by scared of drive-bys when they should be scared of the dark. And I was like, bro, that, that, yeah. that hit. I, I, I was like, oh, oh, oh. It is really rap. good. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good one. He had another underground one that said, uh, no matter how mainstream you are, in the end you're underground. Like, dead. Yeah. It was just like, or it, the, it's just great. Or the um, after that, there was another good one where he said, uh, they say they don't want messages and rap. It ruins the art. Well, I'm here. Well, here I am, people. Yeah, now tear me apart. And I was like, bro, even even if it doesn't apply to rap, there's there's a lot of times in our lives we are supposed we're told to like conform to to things, and you know sometimes you just got to be the you know, oddball and be different. And right. people might you know like I said tear you apart, but you'll be okay. You'll get back up. You'll be your own person. You'll be living in Montana, fishing. <laughs> he just wants to fish, you know. Moving from Logic, though, you know, they released Juice World's album. Two, three, I heard about it. I haven't count. listened to it at all. So I wanted it, to check it out. But. So what it was, was the, it was all the songs Juice World was working on before he, you know, died. Yeah. And there's like, 
ten or eleven songs on there. No, there's more than ten or eleven. Is there? Yeah, there's a lot. I looked at the album. I didn't listen to it though. I get you. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't listen to a whole lot of rap. I have a few rappers that I follow. Um, I used to be real big into Eminem's old stuff. I don't really listen to him as much as I used to. He's still one of my favorite rappers. Um, Logic's probably my favorite, to be honest with you. Just because I, I don't listen to rap enough, but I do follow Logic. There's there's 21 songs. Right? Yeah. Wow. So there's yeah. definitely more than 10 or 11. The so I'm never like I'm not like a I wouldn't say I'm a big rap fan either. If I listen to rap, it's stuff that has like meanings to it most of the time. Yeah. Um. And I, I never, I didn't never like Juice World that much with his like, the stuff that was popping off whenever like he was alive, and I mean even after he died, like I sort of I was kind of coming around to some of the some of the things, but um, I, I listened to one of his old songs that was not new anymore, but it was new back then, and it like kind of got me into listening to some of his stuff. But what caught me was the album that came out, twenty one songs, the ones that he was working on. Out of 21 songs, there's only two features. Wow. No, oh, wait. Two, three, three, four features. My bad. Um, I'm, I'm sorry about that. There's four features. But uh, out of 21 songs, though, you know, most albums, they have, like, they might, if there's 10 songs, it'd be, like, six features. Oh, but Logic didn't have any. Logic, Logic didn't have any, yeah. He had his, uh, the one rapper under his record label. Yeah, all on no. There was one feature on No Pressure. Yeah, and it was. But the what, thing. What song was that? JP Four. Celebration. Silas came in on the back half. The, uh, not counting like narrator hundred thousand stuff like that. Nah, no, they're they weren't really in it. He just sampled them. Yeah. The um, the thing that got me. I won't, I'm not gonna talk long on this. Um, since y'all haven't heard it, but uh, there was a lot more guitar in his in his instrumentals. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like it wasn't like trap rap, you know what I'm saying? Like like his old stuff. It was like you could hear the guitar and you could hear like different sounds, and it was it was interesting because I was like I haven't. Oh, you think maybe he was gonna do like a genre kind of like X did, where he was like started getting more guitar and piano stuff. Yeah, I and mean, he did. Oh, that sucks. There was like four. There was like four. I, I'm saying there's like four or five songs where you could tell that that was like mainly guitar. And then other stuff mixed. That's with awesome. It. it sucks that he that he you know passed yeah, away before he got to do any of that. It did. It really did. But like what caught what's me and someone else was talking about it, and it caught me off guard. Which was in the thing he's. I mean he's talking about he's talking about taking you know pills and drugs and stuff, and he was saying um, you know he stops taking the pills, but the pills take him. Or he stop or the, to stop taking the drugs, the drugs take you. Um, and he and what in one specific song near the end of the album he says, um, they say I'm gonna over he's something like I I'm gonna overdose someday, and you know things like that. And then like is ironic that he actually died mm-hmm. and and all, but um, it's definitely it's definitely an interesting album. I there's some good there's a lot there's a few good songs that I. We'll listen to on rotation, and there's some that I, you know, listen to in the in the moment when the moment's right. But uh, it's interesting, just that he's he was di- kind of like uh how they kind of said they're gonna, you know, other artists that have died in the past, like Mike, Michael Jackson and Prince, they had songs that they were mm-hmm. working on and they never finished. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, a lot of a lot of artists to do. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting for them to actually release one and keep it 
as true as it could be. I mean, I listen to a lot of rap. I listen to all kinds of rap, but I don't really listen to many rappers. Yeah. I'm always just like, Whit Lauer, of course, is my favorite because I, he's you know, small rapper and all that, but I love Logic and all that. Um, Kid Cudi, all the, all kinds of rappers. I like MF a lot. MF is good. Yeah. He's good. He's, uh, he's not one of my favorites, but he's good. I like right. MF. I like, um, Whit Lauer a lot too. Yeah, I started listening to him because of, because so of Lord. I mean, I just I listen to all kinds of stuff, but it, it you have to have really something special for it. Yeah. Me to download the albums and like listen to it. That's why Juice World. Uh, I just don't. He doesn't have a lot of substance in his songs. Yeah. They're very surface. Um, the I'll, the song that got me the like got me kind of hooked on some of his stuff was, um, um, if you know what I mean. Um, he's like, I, she said, put my heart in the bag. And nobody gets hurt. Um, I that was smooth. Thank you. I picked that song up on like kind of on accident. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to go listen to him, but like I I saw it somewhere or heard it somewhere, like the, that snippet of it, and I was like, I'm gonna go listen to that, and I did, and I was going through you know some things at the moment, and so I started to I connected with it, and that's what was like maybe maybe I should, maybe he's like. You know, not as bad as I thought it was. You know, or maybe I maybe I should like more of his stuff. So I started listening a little bit more. But there's only like a few of his old stuff that I'll listen to. I like his newer album. Mm-hmm. Now his voice know. is very good. It is. It's just that he wouldn't really. He never talked about stuff that was above. You know, girl broke my heart. I'm sad. Yeah. You know, it's always and very basic stuff. Those songs too. They weren't all the same either. They're like different styles, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it was pretty good. Anyway. Um, yeah, I agree. Robbery was a good song. Yeah, that's what it's <laughs> Robbery. Yeah, Robbery's <laughs> a good song. I, I did. Li- I mean, I do listen to a little bit of but like I said, I don't listen to a lot of rap. I'm on, which you guys are not on this way at all. But I'm, I listen to a lot of country. I listen to. There's a new yeah, genre of country um, that's starting to come. You're up. surfing in Australia. We're surfing in California at that point. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, a, there's a new genre of country coming back called. We're not coming back, but starting. It's called Indigo, and it's very. Reminiscent of classic country, which mm-hmm. is what I really like. I, I'm who's I'm all doing it? Who's like the uh, well, my favorites are Zach Brown um, and Tyler Childers, which Tyler Childers is getting pretty popular right now. But Zach Brown, not a lot of people talk about him. Mm-hmm. Kind of funny, I found him on TikTok, but I'm like, he's probably my favorite country artist right now, one of my favorite yeah. artists in general. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really good, I enjoy it. I mean, it's got a lot of soul behind it. It's very bare bones, like there's some songs that are just guitar. Some songs that are guitar and maybe some um, drums or mm-hmm. banjo, fiddle, stuff like that, and I love all that. I'm stuff. I'm not a big country guy, um, but I can I can bear it if I have to ride with Noah sometimes. And uh, you don't have to, you can walk. But um, there is a few songs that you know I listen to by some country artists that you know hit hit home to some things. But um, that's not a big thing. And there's a lot of country now that appeal to people like like you guys that don't listen to a whole lot of country that really. They their brand is country music, but it doesn't. It's like country pop. It's country music, but it's not country, country music like yeah. I know. It's it, yeah. like it's 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 uh, it's country pop. Yeah, but and I mean, I can appreciate I can appreciate a good classic country song. Yeah, but moving on, but moving on from music, um, because we could ramble. Wait, wait. Can we go back to music real quick? One Direction hit their 10, ten year anniversary. Of something I don't know exactly. 
I don't care. I, I hate. I don't care about One Direction. They got a lot of hype. I just want to put that out there. Since we were talking about music, I, we had to we had to put that in there somewhere for the One D listeners. I mean, you got man. They do have some good songs though. I've they, never they got, one. they got a few good songs. That's what makes it beautiful. That's not one of them. But. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from music, um, we put on our social medias a. Are we doing that now? Yeah, a prompt okay. for different people to send us questions, um, topics, stuff like that for us to touch on. And we wanted to touch on a few of them. Um, I have one here that says, which I, we might have actually already answered this, but it says, where do you see yourself 10 years from now? I feel we did answer that. Yeah. Let's just give a short, short little. Short little, yeah, in case nobody's heard our previous episodes. Yeah. But hopefully in Atlanta or down in Florida somewhere either in politics or preferably somewhere in the acting world whether I'm doing small films and making a modest living or make it big like I hope to do one day I'd like to be in a bigger city like Atlanta for example just somewhere doing some kind of graphic design for some effects studio game movie I don't I don't know yet but I'd like to be somewhere there doing something with computers right I I would like to to think I'm somewhere in the commercial uh, photography film business or uh, like pro sports. That's where I that's where I'm headed. That would be really cool. Yeah. That would be pretty awesome to just have your name really think, out there. I think it'd be pretty pretty cool uh, for someone to be like, so uh, you know, come back to high school reunion, but what do you do? Oh, I. You know, I shoot for the Baltimore Ravens. You know the NFL? You know the Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I was there. Oh, you went? No, no, no. I was shooting photos there. <laughs> I was shooting there. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny, man. Shooting not funny. That's the, yeah. No. no. Yes, mass shooting is not funny. We got to write that down. Because somebody will be like, oh, the couch. They think mass shooting is funny. Not in the slightest. Small shootings can be funny sometimes, but mass shootings are never funny. See now we're gonna get banned. <laughs> now we're gonna Great. get banned from Spotify. Thanks a lot, Eric. You retract that last comment. Yeah. What's the next question? Um, I was wondering if you had any. I have okay. a few, but I got one from uh, from Wright Wilson. We got uh, he's in my college yeah. classes. Uh, he says, uh, "COVID vaccine. Will you get it? And what concerns do you have?" That's a good question. There is a lot of people that have like they're skeptical or worried about this whole COVID-19 situation or the vaccine specifically, oh, they're going to put microchips in us. They're going to, they're going to track us and everything. But honestly, the government already tracks you. Anybody that has a cell phone is being tracked. Even if you turn off your location services, you're being tracked and there's cameras everywhere. You, you, you cannot get away with crap like you used to. I mean, they're working on the chip thing. Exactly. Well, they're working on that chip, um, it was it was uh come out of that company yeah and yeah, they're trying to make it trying to make it to where you could go like to another country and download the language and then speak it on command like I haven't heard anything about that that it's a it's a deep research thing that I found um, but yeah. I won't go into details on that but I I mean I mean, are you already right having chips in your body? Is that something you are no, comfortable with? No, I'm, well, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't bro, want a chip in my body. Bro, after today, my phone, I had to take that, that sand it, that chip I had in my phone out, and, uh, like, <laughs> I don't want chips at all. I don't think I want Salsa, would, uh, no What's chips. their barbecue? 
<laughs> I can have a chip that tracked my what I saw, and the government saw direct eye line to it. I wouldn't care. They wouldn't. Say doesn't. Much. I don't care if they know my exact location, what my heart rate is. You know, it doesn't bother me. I don't. I don't. Who cares? Vegas, right? I just don't think it's that big of a deal. I'm, 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 not, I'm not scared of the government. I'm not scared of the government. Well, not you scared have to be scared of the government to an extent. Well, I'm scared of dying. Well, yeah. <laughs> Which therefore leads me to be scared of the government killing me. Well, yeah, but I mean, you have to be. I mean, everybody's scared of the government. I download like, music illegally sometimes. <laughs> if they saw that, you're done. They'd gun me down. You're going to jail. But also, stay just reject your admittance. <laughs> like, yeah, go to Georgia. Okay, so uh, I think to, back to the actual question. Um, I mean, I've been I've been pretty healthy during this whole thing. Luckily, you know, thankfully. I mean, I think we all have. Yeah. And. You know, we could have had it. We could have not had it. We could have never been in contact with it. We could have been in contact with it. But if the, they came out with a COVID vaccine, I probably would be the first person to get it. But at, I would, if they were like testing, like take, like you know, I would probably get it very soon, just to help with research or something, as long as it didn't kill me. Yeah, if it was like free and it was like at the college, just like come down here, we'll give yeah. you the vaccine or something. I'm like, yeah. uh, maybe. Yeah. But I don't want to be like. It costs a lot of money, and then you have to go through all these things, and it's the only just, the only concerns that I would have would be dying. Well, but technically, a vac- I mean, technically, you're supposed to be able to fight off the vac. I, I would just be worried that the vaccine would be too strong because a vaccine is basically the part of the virus or a dead part of the virus, and your body fights off, you know. Enzy- they put enzymes out to fight off the virus that even though it's like already dead so you get immune to it basically I would just be afraid that you know something would go wrong but I mean that's with everything like I could be that could be like the flu shot for all I care you know, I would just feel like it's for certain people they should do the vaccine other people don't really like we're but yeah. we're all really young healthy people I mean I never had a flu shot yeah, I don't really see us needing the vaccine, Caught but, you know, your mom or something, maybe she would need right. it. It could help her. Well, I'm hoping that it takes off because I'm invested in a lot of companies that are working on the vaccine, <laughs> and this could be my way out, fellas. <laughs> this could be my way out. Um, I'm, I'm learning the stock market, and I think I'm going to make it. Next question. I'm getting some in here. I have one that is pretty pretty decent. Um, they said... How has COVID-19 taken a toll on your mental health or the people around you? Um, it's mental health. And I'm like, man, that that's pretty, it's pretty deep because you got to think about it. No, None of us really had just sit at home all the time. And to an extent, we found a way to work around it, staying around people who are also staying quarantined or staying, lessening their amount of time being in public, uh, wearing masks, such and such. But it's a lot different this summer. I remember the first those first couple months when we were on complete lockdown. I was starting to go crazy. I was like, if I don't see my friends or get outside or do something, I'm going to lose my mind. It was definitely weird because you know, all every summer we've had, we've always been all of us together, exactly. big group. Just and now we're just kind of like, oh, we'll hang out, but it's just me and you. Right. Just a few of us. Yeah. I mean, we used to always go out and eat, do stuff like that, meet up, do this, do that, take pictures. But now it's kind of like, no, not gonna do it. Yeah, we um, like you said, those first couple months were rough. Yeah. Um, and then I had an opportunity to get a job, and it was a full. It's a. I mean, te- technically, it's a full time job, and I was like, 
That's fine. I need something to get me out of the house at this point. Like, yeah. I, I just, I was, I mean, I was going crazy too because, like, I mean, we talked about before, like, some of us are, some of us are introverts, some of us are, like, half and half, and me, I'm, I'm, I, I like being around people. I like, like being in groups. Or I like going to, like, several big events, and mm-hmm. I do it, like, all the time. Right. Not saying I'm a party person. I'm just saying, like, I like being around people and, you know, Doing investing stuff. time with them, you know. Right. And when I didn't have that, I was going crazy. I was also going through a whole lot more. What was the question again? Dog. I do. I know the how, question. How has quarantine and COVID nineteen taken a toll on your mental health? Bro. Okay. So actually, I you I would thinking it would take a toll on mental health, but I think it's actually helped. In the long run, it's kind of how I feel. So in the moment, I was sitting there going, "Oh crap, what am I going to do?" Like, like every day, I was like sitting there, like deep thought, looking at the ceiling, while also doing schoolwork. When I wasn't doing schoolwork, I was looking at the ceiling, and I was like, "I don't, know, I don't know what I'm doing." But like, what is, what is this? I don't, what, what can I, what can I do? Because I was dealing with, you know, recent, not recently, but like still going through a, a getting past the, an ex girlfriend, and getting over. You know, stuff like that, um, and that was taking a mental toll on my, myself. And um, then just being home, I'm not used to being home this long, and that was taking a mental toll. But in the long run, certain people around me got me through, and you know, I became a better person because I think like there was like a week or two where I was like, anything that I've ever I'd ever done wrong or to the slightest like hurt someone or unintentionally or anything like that you know I DM'd them text them called them and apologized even if it was something that happened like a few years ago but I was like after doing that you know it made me feel better it made me feel not better but it, like it got me it was, it's like one of those things where you have to like go back to Fix go your mistakes. Yeah. yeah well for me uh, I was like I said I was those first couple months were tough, but getting a job, working with people, and I, I love the people that are my job. Um, of course, my uncle works there, so he's cool. We have a lot of the same interests. Um, all my bosses are great. Um, the two people that up front with us, uh, me and my uncle, they're awesome. It's a really good time. The warehouse guys are cool. Yeah. It's just it's, it's awesome. I love it. We're like a little family, and it's full time, so I get out the house almost every day. Yep. So it's... It's really helped me out, and it's also helped me get my schedule back on track because getting back to V-State, it's about to be a grind again, especially with football. Oh, I'm ready for it. Next question, or did you have something to say here? Um, well, there again. Yeah, I never answered it. Um, I was going to say, yeah, was gonna say did, you, an have, did you, you have an answer for it? <laughs> it wasn't, honestly for me, it wasn't bad at all. I don't mind staying at home. It, it had no negative effect on me whatsoever. I wasn't like, oh, this sucks. I was like, now I have an excuse to not just stay home. Um, but what helped me get through it was honestly like Chloe, just my girlfriend and all that. Just cause we, I was home and we would just talk all day. We would uh, get on my computer. I have this little thing called Parsec, and I could stream my computer to her, and she can watch in real time what I'm doing. And we'd go on there, play games, watch movies. We watched. I think we finished Breaking Bad during quarantine. Mm-hmm. I just started the other day. It's, it, it's really good. But you know, we just got on there and. She'd watch me play games. I let her play a few on that thing because you can actually control the person's computer. So I let her play some, and it was just 
that's she helped me get through it a lot because it was just mostly time to just sit down and hang out with her talk and it I, I mean I thought it was really fun I didn't mind the quarantine at all it was weird uh my parents and all that everyone talking about it for the first like two months it was very maybe uneasy just everyone the whole world talking about it and, like all the problems and all that but after like third fourth months I was like this isn't so bad this is kind of just calm maybe if maybe feel comfortable Right. It was a... Despite the, the, all the chaos. It was different, but it wasn't terrible. Let's put it like that. It definitely opened in the long run. You know, it was something I... Yeah, it made you think about stuff and appreciate... Yeah. What we're... What, like, what we have to look forward to. Yeah, I told, I told uh, one of my friends, one of my, one of my photography uh, colleagues, that I was um, not taking any sports for granted. I was... Um, I, I mainly shot, like, Football and basketball, mm-hmm. and uh, when we get back, I'm I'm shooting every kind of sport that I can find to get my hands on. I can do anything with you anybody. You shoot golf? I'll, I'll go for it, bro. I'll, I'll bet. I'll be. <laughs> you can't shoot golf. You fall asleep, bro. I'm gonna go there and be like, kaka, kaka, kaka. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not back in mass shooting stuff. <laughs> we're we're getting far. Hey, not people. Not a lot of people uh play golf, so it would be that big. <laughs> Thor, I play golf. What do you, you mean? want to photograph? That it's embarrassing. You would never say, "Oh, I play golf." You want to come photograph? You'd I like, play oh, golf. No, I don't play sports. <laughs> I play golf. <laughs> Whatever. You um, don't play golf. But I think it helped in the long run for sure. I got a question here. If you or unless you got one, no. I play golf. Okay, you play golf. We know you're lying. No one ever. No one has played golf before. No, because me and him did play golf when quarantine started. Or before quarantine started. I don't even know how you play golf. I play golf. Bro, you, you hit a ball. It's too, you have to walk and drive and... You have to do it in every sport, kind of. Sports I just, play golf. I Sports to, aren't cool. Okay, we should have answered this one when we were talking about music. What is but it? I'm, I'm not going to read it to you, Eric. Hurt. <sighs> I, don't like being, I don't like being rushed. I don't, I don't do good. Um, so she said, uh, this is from Logan, one of the, one of the person... One of the people that I worked with, uh, her Instagram name is Lowboat, with two T's. Um, and so the question is, talk about albums that helped you through a rough time in life, or particular artists. Then name your Mount Rushmore of artists. So the top four artists you would put on Mount Rushmore instead of these presidents. Oh my gosh, that's good. That is a good one, right? That's the best question I've heard in my entire life. Did you hear it now? Yeah. Okay. So you, who wants to go first? Like I'm excited to answer. I can answer. Go ahead. Take it away. All right. So albums, Whit Lowry. Why I like him so much. When I was a kid, and I was going through like this this rough patch. Um, me and my friend Jebby had just found him. We found his first like real album, and it, we were just listening. That was the first time I had ever downloaded an album. I had like Imagine Dragons, but they're not artists. Hey, they're fake. Know. They're fake artists. But I downloaded. And I was like, dang. This is like crazy. I'm listening to an album for the first time from somebody. And he was talking about all this stuff that I was going through at that time. And I was like, this is like the album was made for me. It's kind of disregards as the album by Will Lowry. And I was like, man. That was a good album. This is just an incredible album. Everything he's saying is so true. And then the more he released stuff, I listened to it. And, you know, he was developing. I was developing, getting older. And I was like, dang, this is just, all his albums speak to me at the age I was. And, uh, my favorite album is that what the question was was it top three top four top four Mount Rushmore of albums albums or artists artists 
Or, or, or either way, I mean, think how you want to. I mean, definitely Will Lowry's got to be up there. He could be three of them if he wanted to be. But him, uh, Logic's got to be up there. John Bellion for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a real artist. He's like the artist. It's really good, man. He's what you should strive to be if you're an artist. And then uh, Lil Yachty. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> dang, the fourth one. It can't be a band because, you know, it's got to be one guy. You can have four faces in one face, you know. <laughs> Dang, I don't know a fourth person. I, I only know three artists in my entire lifetime, you know. That's your that's your Mount Rushmore ones? Yeah, just scratch the fourth one off. We don't, we don't really need it. Those aren't mine down, so I wouldn't forget. I mean, off the face of the mountain, either. No, <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, my bad. All right, Noah, you want to go? I can. Um, I really... You like Tim McGraw, basically. <laughs> I do like country music. Can we have Tim McGraw four times on the mountain? Let <laughs> 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 me get, get a Tim McGraw, George Strait, Kenny Chesney, and Garth Brooks. <laughs> no. I don't care. No, no, no. Um, I really, man, I don't, I never really went through a time in my life where I needed music to get me through or I, where I used music to get me through, ironically. I do really like music. Um, I had, Well, I tell you back, I've had a couple of moments, but... Is it ever an album that you found at a time? Well, kind of, sort of. Um, when I was in high school, if I was ever like down or something, I would just put on The Human Condition by John Bellion. Not because really, what, the lyrics in it were, were great, and he talked about you know how expectations can make you lose yourself and stuff like that, but it was more so because I listened to it at such a happy time in my life for the first time. I, mean, I was on my way to... Kentucky for the first time competing in a um, speech competition at nationals um, with some of my best friends. It was just such a good time in my life that every time I listened to it, it kind of took me back there and reminded me of how great times were. That's exactly how I feel about that album. And, right. You know, me and you had the same hoodie. Exactly. That's funny how we feel. That mm-hmm. album was. We it didn't just, know each other, and we had the same experience with it. Exactly, and it just it reminded me of such a happy time. That's why I really. Love it. and John Bellion does that a lot for me. I love his music. I love all of it. Can't think of a bad song. I'd say I can, I can say what some of my least favorites are, but they're still some of my favorite music of all time. Mm-hmm. Like for my my first couple times listening to the Human Condition, Fashion was like bottom of the list for me. But listening to it and then listening to something else, I'm like, man, that song is so great. Everything about it, just the meanings, the lyrics, all all that is just so fantastic. Um, now his bad is another artist's best. Right, exactly. Um, moving on from that, I'd go probably to Dayglow, actually, believe oh, wow. it or not, on uh, Fuzzy Brain. Uh, when, I, when I discovered that, I was also at a just rough time in college. I was depressed. I was sick of being there. Um, I wasn't getting out much. Ethan was busy a lot. I, was, hey, I tried to help the best I could. Yeah, you did. I was just, you know, just kind of going through the motions we're not having a good time but every time I put on his music I really enjoyed it and it would make my it would take my mind to a happy place because he's just got such a good feel good makes you smile vibe to him exactly it just makes you smile every so. time every time I walk into the dorm I'd be like no you okay yeah I'm alright and I was like okay hang in there I'll be back and every time I walked out that door I'd be like ah I feel so bad for leaving but I really have to go do whatever I gotta go do now <laughs> I agree but and then moving on from that getting into kind of another same situation as The Human Condition with John Bellion um, mm. the Blue Album by Weezer mm. 
<laughs> it just, it, I, every, I don't know, when I listen to it, it takes my mind to a happy place. I really enjoy it. When did you first hear Weezer? I was, I went on a church trip with Ethan's church, all right, and there was a guy there named Luke. Luke, if you listen to this podcast, love you, brother. Hope you're doing well. First but, day, actually. Really? Is he yeah. doing good? Yeah, he was, he was trying out for soccer. That's awesome. But he was he, he went on and on about Weezer and Weezer and Weezer. So I finally gave him a listen. Um, listen to Buddy Holly was the first song I heard, which is very popular. But then I dived into some of their like, other songs. And even though they get a rap for being like such a terrible band, their music's no, actually really good. Really, I didn't know they were okay. considered. That, okay. people, people make fun of them. Are they like yeah. Imagine Dragons or Logic? No, kind of, no they're, they, they just... I, I worked at a music shop and they described it as they're that college band. Oh, yeah. like that. Like they they're the people that's playing at that like podunk bar, yeah. And everybody loves them, but it's only at that college. It's nowhere else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's a select group of people, and then someone was like, uh, "The lead singer sounds like he's constipated and sitting on the toilet half the time." But I was like, "Wow." Okay. I, I enjoy it. I really enjoy they're, it. They're good. They're, and they then good last would be um, Zach Bryan, his album um, DM. So we got two country songs. Well, two country. Songs. No, one country artist. Oh, did he, did he not say that? Or I said... Who did you say at the beginning? Tim McGraw. Uh, I, I, I can't <laughs> name a song by Tim McGraw. I'll just mess with it. I said John Bowie, Dayglow, <laughs> Weezer, and now Zach Brock. You wouldn't even put John Bon Jovi on there? Or Elton John? I enjoyed Bon Jovi. I used to listen to him a lot when I was Dana a kid, Bowie. but they, they didn't give me to a hard time. That's true. Um, But yeah, um, Zach Brown's the end was a really good album and he talked about a lot of things talking about like getting on with your life following your goals talking about heartbreak talking about everything and I just I really enjoyed it I think he at some point will get the recognition he deserves in the country community yeah. but just not right now when but he's I, getting there he's I, working on it when I see a man award or something hopefully yeah. what about you um well I'll say uh, I'm, I've been through a lot of albums that have helped me through some hard times Right. Um, NF um, was a big was a big one during during some stuff. Even if it wasn't sad, it was just I related to a lot of stuff that he talked about. Um, and then uh, I think the the one that caught me by surprise that I thought I would never listen to was a uh, Justin Bieber's Changes album. All right. That's a new one, right? That's a new one, right? Yeah. I was sitting at work one night, and I was, I mean, I was going through a hard time, like, kind of like how Noah said, Noah kind of said, I was, I was recently newly single, and I was trying to, you know, find my place and, you know, get back out to dating, but also loved the work I was doing, so, like, I did, that's, it's a hard battle, anyway. And uh, I watched, I watched, like, the first, like, episode of his documentary, talks about the album. And it got it caught my attention, so you know I, you know, watched the rest of it, and then I started listening to the songs, and because I watched the thing, like the the documentary, it, the album made more sense, and it, not as much, um, it showed me like stuff like what I what I wanted I guess, in the future, and how I wanted to be like a better person because he talks about you know we go through changes. But we don't change. Or he was saying like we don't like 
we don't change, but we like we go through changes. We go through different scenarios in our life. We're not necessarily changing in general. We're just, you know, reacting to certain situations. And then sometimes we do change, especially if you're in a relationship with someone. Two people change. I mean, that's essentially why you break up. I mean, that's the logical reason, because you're two different people, or and you change. Um, and then, but I would say my four that I put on Mount Rushmore would be Love. He helped me through a lot. Of, he had a lot of songs. Who is that? He's a single, like, like small artist. Um, has the song. Uh, I'm trying to think if you would even hear it, but you probably wouldn't. I want us to a couple of songs, but he's pretty good. Is he smaller? You know the song? You know the song he's he he's not goes, uh, small, but know, he's smaller. You know the popular song that everybody liked where he was like, I like you better when... I like me better when I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. Didn't, I didn't like it because it was a uh, so popular. Yeah, I, well, I like I like his other stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I like me better. Yeah, he has like a million streams, and then his next most popular has five hundred thousand. Yeah, and okay, then yeah. so the, the second or I mean, no, he, sorry, it has a billion streams. His next one has five hundred million. He wouldn't be. Oh my god, he's he popular. He wouldn't be first. AJR would be first. He's definitely popular. I was thinking their, sound, their sound is incredible. Yeah, you know, AJR, I forgot it. I forget about them. They'd be up there too, man. Yeah. They're very They'd inspiring. be tied with... Because, like, I mean, I found AJR... Like, I, the reason I found AJR is because they are on the morning yeah. news when I was, like, in middle school, and I was like, bro, that's awesome. You know what? Me. No. i take Dayglo, move it down to Weezer's spot, tie Weezer and Zach Bryan, because I can't pick between the two, and then move AJR up to... Um, like Dayglo, yeah, up so, yeah. second because I they, that, that, I, that just reminded me of a time that I blocked out that was kind of a hard point in my life that they got yeah. me through. So, so yeah, AJR would be first, Love would be second, NF would be third, and Ed Sheeran would be fourth. Um, just because Ed Sheeran, I followed him. I mean, he was a, that was a big part of my life. It still is, but I had a bunch of like good moments with his music in the background. His music in the background of life, and uh, I the stories are. Incredible, but um, yeah, that's cool. The the reason I, I don't like enough, no, you'll like them. But for me, when I was listening to Whit Lowry, because I just it's a good point to bring up, and kind of regards and all that, NF and Whit Lowry were the same size, and it was kind of in my head it was like a battle. I was like, oh yeah, Whit Lowry's way better than NF. He's gonna beat him, but NF signed to a record label, and blew up. But Whit Lowry is independent, so it's kind of kind of always left me with a bad taste in my mouth when I listen to NF. I'm like, I just. I just don't. I can't respect them as much as someone like John Bellion yeah. or someone that really NF, puts work, uh, or you know, Whit Lowry that's independent, does everything mm-hmm. himself. NF, um, I, like I said, he, like there is like a specific. There's a line where he talks about. Um, he talks about doing all these shows, and he's like, I'm I'm just in the back of the tour bus trying to FaceTime my family, and it was one of those things where like he talked about a lot of stuff like that that kind of hit me where it's like you know life. Talk about how life gets in our in the way sometimes, and we get caught up in the moment, and we just go, 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 and we do we do this, and then you start to realize like I, I need I don't get to see like this person all the time, or I don't get to get to do this, and it starts weighing on you. Know he is very relatable. Like that's how, why like, that's why I related to him. You how know? could you leave us to that song? I can't oh, listen to that without my, crying. Oh my gosh! It just reminds me of like my dad and all that the situation. I'm just like and this. I, it's so sad. I can't listen to it, but it's a very good song, but one that I don't want to listen to ever because yeah. it's so sad. Yeah, me same. And uh, I think like his the search album that just came out, or not just came out, but it came out like a 
his most summer. like his most recent album. Yeah, it um, I related that was like it had a lot of relatable songs, especially to uh, when I grow up, because he's he's talking about like when he when he grows up he wants to be a rapper, but everybody's telling him no, and my uh, my favorite thing where he goes he goes when I grow up I want to be a I want to rap you know it goes on goes on he goes. Uh, I want to make a meal, and the guy goes, "Make a meal." He goes, "No, I said make a meal. Get the home cooking, get the home cooking, get the grill." And I was like, "Ah, that's that's sleep." Where he did the um in one part of the song, he's like, he's like talking about um you know still talking about rapping, and he goes, "Do you want to hear me rap?" And they go, "No." And he goes, "You want to hear me spit some bars?" And he goes, "No." And, it, and something else, and he goes, no. And he goes, uh, "Do you do you think I'm a?" I think he says, "Do you think I should quit?" I think I should quit or something, and then he's like, he contradicts them in the in the song, and it's it's good. It just makes me think like not to give up on what I want to do. So well, thank you guys for tuning into this episode of the Couch.